What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides, the marriage podcast, the podcast where you send in your relationship issues, issues, and we shall discuss them. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Ash, how the heck are you doing this morning? Doing great. I fell asleep promptly at 8.30 wow. to eating some tomato soup in bed. And I have never felt more alive. <laughs> Getting a TV in my bedroom <laughs> has literally changed my life. Oh, it's yeah. probably the best birthday present I've ever gotten you. It's changed my life. I don't know what you did all night. I think you played. Getting a Nintendo Switch was the best thing I've ever done for my changed life. Changed Dallin's life. <laughs> now I can watch all of my murder mysteries in my bed. And Dallin has no issue because he's in the living room. <laughs> playing, playing video Mario games. Kart all night. Something I've wanted to do for... Since I was 10, basically. Essentially. I don't know if it's the best thing for our marriage, but right now <laughs> we are loving it. No, we don't do it every night. Just like we're just balancing things we like to do with also spending time with each other. Probably when I run out of murder shows, I'll beckon Dallin back into the bedroom. <laughs> come. I'm ready. <laughs> come, come back. Yeah. But right now I'm happy. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, hope you guys are happy. Hope you're doing well. Thank you guys for being part of this podcast. It's growing. It's so fun. Um, I just wanted to throw a little fun, exciting thing out there. And this is very preliminary and very in the beginning of the works. So I probably shouldn't even say anything. So I'm going to be very vague about it. But Ashley and I have been throwing around ideas of what we can do to put together some kind of course or resource for couples out there. We have wanted, we've like, our whole life, we have always said to each other, like, man, I've heard that it's so important to be a good spouse, to be a, a good partner, that marriage is the most important relationship you'll ever have, that marriage in the eyes of God is so important. Like, it's so important to put your family first and like, and work on communicate. You hear all this all the time. Oh, communication is the most important and this and that and that. But like, there are very few resources to drill down into the how and the what and the why and the how and the how and the other how. And like, what if this comes up and that? What does it and look like? like? What, what does, does it, it sound look like? like? What are examples of how that looks? Like, what does that sound like? How does that, how do you even approach that? Like, and this is something that we've heard from so many people as well. So we're throwing around the ideas of partnering with a professional and putting together some type of course, some type of like resource, a relationship, like a marriage 101, just a relationship 101. I don't even know what we're going to name it. Yeah, well, we get so many emails from you guys who know that we've gone through marriage therapy and are still in it. And it's doing just amazing things for for us. Um, and And we get emails that say, I wish I could do that, but I can't afford that. Or I wish I could do that, but I would never have time for that because of my job or because of my kids and I can't afford a babysitter. And we have just been wanting to do something that that 
it has a much lower cost, like a one-time buy-in. Versus um, like, you know, weekly therapy sessions or something. Yeah. And then like, it's like a course that will teach you. I mean, obviously it's always uh, more personal if it's one-on-one in person, but this will get you, our hope get you started is to get you to a better along, place. Like, you know, maybe even 70, 80, 85% of everything that you would would or need to like, know to make it a to just like make it i don't know what i'm trying to say you know just like take you to a better place than you're take in, you to a much better place yeah and get you a long long ways you know without unless it's like really something deep-seated issue then then you can take your knowledge from the course that we that we create to the therapist, something like that, you know, but like get you a long ways there with our course. Yeah. Or like if you're out of a relationship and, and it's been hard for you to, you know, set the foundation for a really strong relationship in your life, maybe it'll give you some good building blocks. So just know that the wheels are turning and the process is being started to lay the foundation for creating a course like this. And I hope that that makes you excited. And we just want this to be the best possible thing that like every couple knows about and and gets their relationship started on the right foot if they're just getting into it or make great strides in the quality and strength of their relationship that they have already been in. So if you guys do have any um, sp- specific content that you would like the course to touch on, we're just, send yeah, us we're, an email yeah. for sure. Send it to, which email do you want them to send it to, Dallin? Whichever one you have, whichever one you've already sent an email to, whatever's easier. Hello Dashleys at gmail.com is easier to type in because it's shorter or taking sides with the Dashleys at gmail.com. And I'm just going to keep a folder of people's recommendations for this course as we start like laying it out and making sure we have everything that, that like 95% of people would possibly want in a course like that. Mm-hmm. Like the hows of marriage or the hows, how to relationship. We don't even know what we're going to name it yet. How to relationship, marriage 101. We don't have to brainstorm. Okay, anyways, we're going to work on that. But just know that this is what we were thinking about a lot lately. And we want to put together something that we wish we had, that we want to have now, and that that will benefit all of you guys. So without further ado, let's dive into some questions, shall we, Ash? Yes. Oh, Yes, please. This one is called, this is from JC. I am a horrible gift giver. See, I'm not. (laughs) Ashley's an amazing gift giver. So this one's for you. Okay, ready? Hi, Dashleys. I love watching your vlogs and listening to your podcast. Thanks, JC. Uh, Here's my problem. I've been married for five years and we've been together for 10. I am a horrible gift giver. His Oh, to your husband. What? For your husband. For your husband. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. I'm not very good at He gifts to me... He his gifts to me, be it whatever occasion, Christmas, birthday, Valentine's, far exceeds anything I do. It reminds me of Leslie Nope. I try very, very hard on the gifts I give to him, yet always seem to come up short. Huh. I wonder why That's how I feel why though. Why she feels like they come up short. Dallin doesn't wait. What do you mean? Like Dallin will talk about how much he wants something and I'll secretly take note and then like two weeks later it shows up on our doorstep. <laughs> Well, that's a different problem. Uh, okay, so she says she seems to like she comes up short. Although he has great and loving, uh, although he has grateful and loving with whatever the gift may be, I just feel bad because he just seems to be so much better at it than me. Is this a thing in our other houses too? In other houses too, is there always a better gift giver? Haha. <laughs> and suggestions 
Any suggestions on becoming a better gift giver myself or ways to make this a little better? Thank you so much. Well, well what do you think, Ash? I mean, with Dallin, so that's my issue with Dallin. He just kind of gets everything he wants. And then <laughs> I'm left like, I don't have a list. <laughs> Whereas like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't, I'm less of that person. I don't think it's a bad thing to be. I just, it's a bad thing if you're trying to give Dallin a gift. There's probably like a whole list of secret things he would want. I'm just wondering why JC thinks that what he does far exceeds anything you do. Is it like money wise or thoughtfulness wise? No, it's probably wise? just like she gives him a gift. The reaction is different. Like, um, because like, what are you basing it on? Because the thought is the most important thing. Like if you give him something that he has said that he wants or is just meaningful to him and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money like yeah but like um, with you and i think i have no idea what to get you because i mean like i don't even know what you want because every we just get everything that you want that i know about well let's just let's just not temper like, that a little bit i am not a crazy no, yeah not in a crazy way but like if I maybe I'm just too nice because if we like if you're like oh I really like this this is such a cool thing and you like research it for a while I'll be like just get it something that Ashley and I have talked about and recently is that the mystery of gift giving kind of goes away after you've just been with this person for so long and you're like well it's hard to like don't buy that I'm gonna get that free for Christmas <laughs> just well, like yeah. just like or like just we had our identity stolen I know something that you really like yeah I'm no but like also Christmas. someone like stole our identity and was doing nefarious things with money from our accounts from our credit card from our credit card and so Dallin set up a system where anytime any money is spent he gets a text message that says this much money was spent from this store do you approve this transaction? <laughs> yeah. Or like if I order something from our grocery delivery service because it ships from Target, he'll get an email saying, hey, Dallin, I just picked up your this and this and this. Do you want anything else? And I'll come downstairs and he'll be like, so you made a purchase. <laughs> I'm real excited for that. Yeah, I pretty much highly aware of everything that's bought so it's fine though because Dallin, if you let me know that you were buying a gift turn off your notifications <laughs> the thing is though like Dallin's really good at buying gifts he's really good at figuring out what i want especially now where i'm i just i'm like i have a yard now so i just want plant gift certificates yeah and he'll buy other stuff he's less encumbered by a budget than me so Dallin always goes bigger than i do I'll be like, okay, $50 budget. What can we get at Costco? And Dallin just goes, shoots for the moon, which is great for me for birthdays, but it's not great for him for birthdays because he always gets like the budget option. So some might say that I am the better gift oh, giver. Oh, no. For me, yeah. But me for everyone else, it's me. <laughs> I'm the better one. Just, but then again, it depends on how you're the the score like how you're scoring the quality of the gift well, like, is it blowing your budget that could be good or bad every time is it the thoughtfulness that's just based on your hearts is it the how, like you know what are you basing it off of just go off of like you know them f like give something that's thoughtful that they will appreciate and then if you're going off of that as the quality of the gift it really doesn't matter how much it costs maybe just it can be a note that you write them that says you can get this five times at your will, like whatever it is, a back rub, a favorite. Gift card to his favorite, like, to favorite. fast food restaurant. Yeah, I got down a like, Cafe Rio one once and that 
<laughs> that was game changing. <laughs> that would be worth more than, you know, whatever. So because I really, really love Cafe Rio. Or like Dallin would had no idea. If I like just came to him because I was so determined. The to beauty get... is in the eye of the beholder. I just really wanted plant gift certificates like for everything this year, Christmas, Valentine's Day, whatever. So I can buy like lots of fun plants for the garden. And Dallin had no idea that that was my secret wish. So maybe ask him what his secret wish is. Taking away the mystery of it a little bit and just being like, I want to get you something awesome for your birthday. Give me five Give me five secret things that you've never... Five secret things, you know, whatever. Or just one, basically. If if you want to make sure it's a home run, take away the, the guesswork and just make it awesome. So... Yeah, some of the like the Santa Clausiness of of gift giving and marriage kind of goes away, but you can like unless you you know something really thoughtful and you're really sneaky, then that's awesome too, which keeps the marriage fun and 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 but alive. Here's so the like thing. keep some of the mystery in it too, but also for like you want a home run gift, just straight up ask. I mean, him, like you know? here's the thing with Balance Santa Claus though. People write letters to him. Well, you tell you Santa kids. what you want. Like That's true. It's there's it's, you do. you're not giving santa like you're not putting it on him to secretly like know everything that you want you write him a very detailed letter <laughs> that's very true. And, and that's how he comes through for you every year there we go so Maybe. talk about it and then uh take away the guesswork a little you bit have, but like, also know them and do something thoughtful for them without them expecting it that's part of the magic if of i was giving too. at like a complete loss i would have a fun like family night with him where you go out to dinner and you're like okay here's a cool thing let's both write down on our own paper like <laughs> 30 things that would be amazing gifts for us. And then actually and I did that one time to like fuel the fire for our like drive in business. We wrote down everything we could ever possibly want, like our dream vision, where our dream house where we want to live. I but remember it writing like a, a, a forerunner on there. Oh yeah. Okay. So like, you could do it that you don't even have to say it's for gifts. Just be like, you know what? I just really want to slay it this year. Let's have a vision board in five years now, like if we, what amount of money do we want to have? Where do we want to live? What are all the things what that we would want to buy? What are all the cool buy? things that we would ever want to buy? Like, let's just have a freaking vision board. Ash and I did that right after we were married. We and then put, just, I think I still have the list in our phone. Yeah. And then just be like, okay, cool. At and, that time, and, it was like a wedding venue that we owned. Yeah. Like in a sweet looking barn. But then you can take that list and use it for your gift guide for the rest of there your life. There you go. Give it to all your elves. Mm-hmm. Santa. That's what I would do. All right. That was fun. Let's do our next one, shall we? First, we'll have a quick break from our sponsors. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. All right. Here is the next one. This one is called Marriage Advice Help. Okay. All right. My husband and I got married in August 2015. Here it is five years later, and I just cannot keep putting up with this problem, and I need your advice. We don't have kids. He works midnight, so he's gone from 9.30 p.m. to 9.30 a.m. Then he works out after work on Tuesday and Thursday, and then comes home at around 7.30 a.m. If he, I does, work, well, if he doesn't work out. If he doesn't work out. He gets home at 7.30. Okay. I work afternoons, so I'm gone from 2 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. I cannot sleep through the night. Why? Okay, so she can't sleep through the night, so I get my sleep in the morning before work. Okay, he comes home and watches TV in bed, and it's super loud, and I'm a very light sleeper, so I do not seem to get much sleep at all, or it's very interrupted when I do. The other day, I asked him to just try turning off the TV even a couple days a week, so it's like split some days, and some days without the noise in the TV. His excuse is he falls asleep faster with it on. Well, I've not been getting great sleep for so long, I asked him, and he just will not budge. Any advice? 
Well, it sounds like you guys are both kind of on the same sleeping schedule. Like you kind of work afternoons until really late at night. So it takes you a while to wind down and fall asleep, which is kind of around the time he gets home to sleep. Um, so My question is, why is it taking her eight hours, though, to wind down? Or maybe she falls asleep after four hours, but then that's only four hours of sleep. I would just... So there's a lot of options here. Number one... I guess the principle is you can't control the other person. You can only make loving requests. I would request... Like, Dallin and I have headphones that are Bluetooth headphones. We have never used them with the TV, but I think we could. I think you can, like... Like with a Roku, if you have a Roku, you can have it play out of your phone uh-huh. and then that could play out of your Bose headphones. And I'm sure there's some headphones that can just smart connect to a smart TV. Or that's, any headphone that plugs into your phone. To just Yeah, yeah. But that's one idea so that, you know, like he can still watch TV and it's still really great sound. These are all good. That's a good example of a compromise if he's willing to do it, which should, to me, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but... Maybe he just really, really loves TV and that's one of his things. No, I get that because I was like that for so long. Like I I still am. Like I fall asleep way faster if a TV is on. You really do. I, or like if I'm reading the scriptures. Or if I'm reading the scriptures. <laughs> I'm out like a light. So yeah. I get it. Um, maybe you could also sleep with earplugs in too. Like that's something you could do if it's not a light issue, like the light from the TV. There's always the option of separate bedrooms. I don't think that would like kill your marriage if you guys are just to the point where you're no one's sleeping. Gosh, you need sleep though. You need sleep, friend. So, um, and I would see if there's anything you can do to wind down faster, drink some a nice hot drink at night, and take a bath, and then go to bed. Shoot, because you got you got like if you get off work at eleven thirty, get home like go to bed by twelve thirty. And get a solid, get get a solid eight hours of sleep, you know, Uh at least seven when he comes home. Like we actually get six a night, except for actually last night. She got like 10. I'm turning over (laughs) a new leaf. Yeah. So retiring. But gosh, like literally since the beginning of time, we have evolved so many beautiful ways, except for sleeping. Humans still require sleep or else we die. So sleep sleep is is, a hard thing. Sleep is very important and you need it. Maybe like take a melatonin so you can get a couple hours in more before he gets home. I've never taken a melatonin, but I hear it works wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look into like the wireless headphone option too. Yeah. The, the, like a compromise that could be made here is your husband could watch shows on his phone or his laptop or his laptop with headphones and just respect you there. Like, I know that you guys can work this out. That's what marriage is. It's two people choosing every day to live with the other person and make changes for the other person because you love them. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, like, it goes all the way to, do I, am I willing to live with this person? Because you cannot control another person or change another person. You can only make loving requests and change things for the other person, basically. And a marriage where you're both doing that works out beautifully. And it's a beautiful thing. If you have a guest room, I don't think it would be a crazy thing for either you to sleep in that or for him to sleep in that if you can't sleep when the TV's on and he's intent on watching TV. At that point, it kind of becomes one of us has to go. Yep. Okay, good luck. If you want to watch TV, one of us has to go. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. So I know you guys can work this out. You got this. Hang in there. All right, let's move to the next one. This is from Zoe. 
Hey, it's Zoe. You can say my name. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Did. I just did. Oh, that's good. Okay. I want to say I love listening to your podcast. It's helped me understand why my marriage isn't 100% working. Oh, well, well, I guess that's good. It's kind of, it's a downer. But... I mean, it's no, the, the first the first step is recognizing the problem. Well, so there we go. it's always nice to figure out things you can do. Hopefully. Yeah. She says, I'm 23 and my husband, Josh, is 21. We have two kids, a two-year-old and a three-month-old. I had our first at 21 and our second at 22. Whoo, that's you fast. We got married. are living a hard time right living now. Living the dream. Living this the is, dream. This is the grind, man, right there with two under two. That's a rough, that's <sighs> a rough stage. Yeah. We got married only after being together for a couple months. Okay. I was already pregnant and everyone kept saying, it's what you do. So we did it. I am the only one that has grown up since having our first daughter. My question is, how do I tell my husband he needs to become a better parent and husband and that he also needs to grow up instead of relying on other people to help me? We've already separated two times and have only been married three years. I want to try to fix things, but he seems to think it's all on me to fix it. What would you do if you were me? Please help. Um, oh, man. that's I feel bad for you, Zoe, because like, that's yeah, a rough place. It's, a, it's a very rough place to be in. And um, man, I, I feel bad that you got married just because people said it's what you do. Because it's not. Because it's not. It's, um, it's, I mean, it's what a lot of people like marriage do. Marriage doesn't fix anything. I think you just need to kind of decide what you want. Like, is it worth it for you? Well, first of all, like you can't change him and you know, like that's going to have to come internally from him. So maybe kind of give it some time and tell him, be like, I'm, I'm not trying to change you anymore. I want this to work out, but I want, I need you to want this to work out. And this is what I need from a partner to be married to them. And I love you. And I want that person to be you. So I'm just taking a step back and giving you some space. And if you want to stay married to me, these are the things that I'm lovingly requesting that you give to our family. Like, this is what I need. And really think about that, those things and make sure they're not like crazy things I don't know. Like you got to have a talk and, and if it's as bad as it kind of sounds like it is, like he's not very invested. He's not really super present. You have two babies and he's not into having like two babies or he loves them, but he's not really willing to make any life changes to accommodate a family. I, I wouldn't like make it an ultimatum, but just be like, these are some things that would mean so much to me if they could happen. Um, like, I love you and I'm trying to do all these things for a family and it would mean so much to me if you could do like X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I, don't know I if love that's how good you said or bad that. advice. It could be bad. I really advice. like how you said that, like kind of getting real, like let's get real or let's not play mentality. It, it's like, hard to know like what we're stage in this predicament. In. This is our story. Yeah. And also we're missing a lot of context. We don't know exactly what he's doing or why he isn't like quote unquote growing up. So like we're just kind of running here. Zoe. So hopefully this is helpful, but like kind of getting real, uh, real, really quick. Like this is what it is. You guys got married because like you felt a lot of pressure too, and you had a kid coming, but things really aren't working out. So you got to look at the options, like changes are made to like, so that, so that the marriage is working out better. Or you look at the other option, divorce, like, do you, does he want to be paying child support? Do you want to like have joint custody or try to go through all of that legal battle? Um, like there are just looking at the other side, like, do you really want to just go that route? And, or do you want to like make this work and dig deep into reading a marriage book together and reading a parenting book together 
and like coming up with a solid action plan here because it is what it is. You guys are married now and you have kids and uh, it's a lot of responsibilities all of a sudden, huge life changes and you guys got to get real here and decide, you know, what do you really want to make this work or do you want to divorce and have all of those consequences of that choice too? Because either way, there's consequences for your choices. Just decide which ones that you want to own. Um, I would figure out if he even knows that you have these issues or these feelings that he's not stepping up, that he's not being like a good husband and a good father, that you're kind of... That's our alarm to wake up at seven o'clock. That you're kind of trying... It You feel like it's on you to fix everything and use words like, like when this happens, I feel alone. Or when, when you do this, I don't know if this is what you're intending, but I feel like kind of abandoned in this marriage. And and it scares me that, that I'm doing all of these things. And I wish that you could help me with the X, Y, and Z, like, like really lay it out there, like how you're feeling, like, like boil it down right to the feelings. I feel alone. I feel overlooked. I feel really protective of our kids right now because I, I don't feel like you're present. Like just go through your feelings and get to them and don't accuse him of anything, but just say, when this happens, I feel this. When this happens, I feel this. Is this really what's happening or is this just me painting my own narrative and get, and, and becoming overly scared? This is everything that our therapist has taught us and it's been wildly helpful to not run with the narratives in our own heads but like boil it down to how we're actually feeling and making it making that clear to the other person rather than the stories that we're telling ourselves in our head it's important like what your reality is but it's also important what his reality is maybe he has all these fears and insecurities that he is filtering everything through and he is uh very anxious and Uh, about this ashamed about that fearful that he's not going to be a good dad fearful for providing for his wife and two kids that are all of a sudden his responsibility and you know all these things that are going through his head so but maybe he's not either like maybe maybe he's he's kind of just trying to make a slow exit like it's hard to know and you can ask him like yep so uh have the hard conversation boil it down to the emotions and make your requests known for like what you need from a partner or examine the other options and 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 do the thing. I was just going to say another good thing you could do is maybe make some goals for your future. Like where do we want to be in five years? Have some common goals that you can work to. And what do we want to do to be there in five years? Like what kind of parents do we want to be in five years? What do we want to be teaching our kids in five years? You guys are really young. Like Della and I were really young too when we had our kids. And a lot of it might just be like you don't know what to do. Or he doesn't know what to do. Or there's not a, a lot of direction. So make some direction, like create some excitement about achievements that you guys are determined to make. And that might unite you a little bit more. That brought a lot of hope to me and Ashley in our marriage. Also, another thing, um, when all of a sudden we have two kids and so many responsibilities, I felt like a lot of my freedoms were now like taken away or hampered greatly because of all these new responsibilities that I had. And so uh, one thing that made a huge difference for me was planning our days and our weeks Every Sunday we sit down and plan the week ahead and that way I can schedule in some things that I want to do and Ashley's aware of it. We know that's coming up. We've planned so that we can still do our other important things and it's not just like day by day. It's not day by day, Dallin hoping that I suggest that he do something fun. 
and me hoping that Dallin is into doing something that I want to do. Like we're not just guessing. It's not guesswork. We make it known ahead of time. We're planning in things that are important to us and for our family in our weekly plan. That has calmed so many of my anxieties and and it's been so relaxing. And that's actually been more freeing than not planning anything. Yeah, it's really freeing. It's kind of like when you make a budget, it feels like you've given yourself a raise because suddenly you know where all your money's going and you're deciding, oh, I don't want to send $20 here. I want to buy a new thing. Like, So you feel like you have more. Every week, Dallin and I sit down on Sunday and we both say to each other, what are what are important things for you this week? Like, What would make this week fun for you? What would make this week productive for you? And we just, we write all those things down first and then it kind of gets into our family. Like, what does our family want to do together this week? Like, what's important for me, like Ashley, that we do as a family this week? And what am I having, what am I planning for our kids this week that like I want Dallin to be involved with and like vice versa, what Dallin wants to do. So it's not just me calling all the shots and him being like this lollygagger or straggler who I'm pulling along with the leash. It's both of us, he's aware what we're doing and he's on board And it's not just I'm making the plan and Dallin is deciding in the moment whether or not he's okay with the plan. Right. Yeah. Making a schedule that you're both on board with was a real game changer for us. Yeah. And if he like wants some TV time every day, you can be like, okay, like when's that going to be? So I'm not going to be disappointed when you want to watch TV. But I know that after this time block, you're going to be here with the family. You're going to be present and we're going to do this. With the kids and, and your cup is going to be full and and you can then like help me make dinner or also your wh- whatever mind, your mind isn't worrying about all these other things you could or should be doing yeah but you also focus on the moment you can say things like you know what i really need some time out of the house I, I i'd really love to go to the gym or to go to the library or or just like whatever visit my friend i'm i need you to like this will be this it can this be your time to to be a stay-at-home dad and watch the kids and be on top of that and that might do a lot for him, quote unquote, growing up in your eyes, like him taking responsibility and and doing things because he might he might just think like that's kind of your camp and his job is just to like not not mess you up in that area or not get in your way. Mm-hmm. If you think about the brain, how it works, like any ang- anxieties that you have of fighting or or fleeing away are because you feel threatened by something. That's your amygdala kicking in because it feels like it needs to protect you from something. And that's where anxiety comes from. Your amygdala feeling threatened, whether or not it's rational, and you are kicked into fight or flight mode, you get anxious, you get reactive, and you get, um, you're not thinking straight. So like, what is he feeling threatened? What in his life is feeling threatened? What does he feel fearful about? Or what is feeling threatened? Probably his freedom to do whatever he wants whenever he wants maybe like fear of all these new responsibilities, anxiety that he's not going to measure up, fear that uh, like, you know, all these things. So like planning really calms those, naming, giving a name to the feelings and the fears and uh, really what is feeling, what is threatening to you and what can we do about it is like kind of the mental thing that like, this is all things that have helped me. So that's why I'm just saying them. And um, hopefully that can give some context to some conversations uh, with you and your husband. We Zoe. really love the book Five Love Languages. So maybe you're kind of discovering your love languages, acts of service, like him doing things for the family or quality time, him spending time with you and the family. And his love language might be something totally different. So if he, if he could realize that that's your love language and then you could realize what his is, 
he could, it, it might become a higher priority for him to do some of the things that he thought might not have been a high priority for you. That could be a really good book for you guys to read. All of a sudden he's just feeling super loved. The I love the story in there where the wife says, I want to be a better wife to you, honey. I'm going to start doing this. And then she does it. And then like after two months, the husband's finally like, oh, like I, I can't take this anymore. Like, w what can I do for you? <laughs> okay. Dash just like had a crazy dream over there in the corner and kicked the wall. The doorstop. <laughs> and the doorstop. It was kind of the story Dallin's telling was a story like your guys is where the, where the wife was kind of at, at the end of her rope with her husband and she feels like he's not trying and she feels like he's just kind of this miserable dude who's not Spending invested, all the time in the garage. Spending all his time in the garage. Just not a member of the family as much as she wishes he would be. So she doesn't take it. She takes it upon herself to change herself and to change how she approaches the relationship by really like speaking his love language and being a good wife to him. She's already is a good wife, but really just throwing out buckets of love and kindness. And he gets to the translating point, it for him. Basically. Yeah. He gets to the point where he's feeling kind of like a slacker in the relationship because he's getting so much. What was his love language? I forget like words of affirmation or there's always something you can affirm about a person. Yeah, gifts or words or maybe of it was gifts or I'm not really sure. Physical, physical touch. touch. I don't know. But he got to the point where he was feeling kind of like a loser because he felt like she was doing so many wonderful, nice things for him. And he <laughs> was kind of not doing wonderful, nice things for her. Whereas before they, he felt like she didn't love him and she felt like he didn't love her. So he then came to her and said... I need to know what I can do for you because I feel so, like I feel, I feel guilty. I feel like there's basically it's not balanced anymore. I, yeah. I, what can I do for you? Like this has been the most amazing month for our marriage. Uh-huh. And obviously like give it a time limit. It don't go on for years doing that. And if you're getting nothing in return, obviously like changes need to be made for your happiness in your relationship. But so, you guys might be in a weird funk and, yeah. and you can be the one to kind of kick your, yourself out of and that. And let me tell you two kids under two, and just recently married will put you in a weird funk because like it's every biggest life change that you've never had before all happening. It's a hard grind. Yeah. So you try guys, some of these things. Let us know. Uh, send a follow up email, Zoe. I really hope that um, that you guys can work something out or like do what, what's best for you guys, whatever that ends up being. Recognize you're in survival mode too. Like this is survival mode. It's like the Hunger Games right now with your babies. So <laughs> be like, yeah. don't be too hard on yourselves. And your relationship. Uh-huh. And try to, like, gosh, after, now that James is almost two. Yeah, give it two like, years. Zooming and out and seeing that the the page does, like, turn to a new chapter where it does get a little bit easier after they're a little bit older. And it's not going to be like that forever with a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Like, it's kind of like, like, I can breathe a little bit. Like, okay, it's not like two under two all day, every day for the rest of my life. It's I like, can't. it's going gonna, it's gonna to change and yeah, yeah, things yeah. get a little easier. I can't even describe to you like George is almost completely potty trained. Like we he's successfully done both things in the potty and when when that happened I was just like oh like it felt gosh. like a weight lifted off of me. I'm like, not going to have to change his poopy diapers anymore I mean, soon. I mean like that gives you back so much time. Like and money. I and money. It's, it's just kind of like a door opening. Diapers and, are expensive. And being like welcome back to the old life you had where yeah. you don't have to be okay with this and uh -huh. I don't know like it was this weird feeling where I was like it's it's ending like George is just going to be a human child soon and <laughs> just like child. take care of his bathroom needs and take care. One day he'll feed himself. And 
Well, he does that sometimes. Like, we'll come upstairs and he'll have, like, pushed a chair up to the pantry and he made himself, like, a snack. And we're just like, oh. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? We have another human living with us now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, Zoe, we've, I hope it doesn't sound like we've been making light of all of these things. Um, like, working out insecurities and emotional issues and all of the responsibilities of parenthood and marriage is, like, such a hard thing. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of love and a lot of patience, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of understanding, a lot of hard conversations. It all and starts, digging deep, but what were you gonna say? Oh, I was saying it all starts with knowing what you what like what's what what do you want? Do you want to stay with him? I don't like I don't we don't know how what the issues are and we don't know how far it's gone. But if you've decided you want to stay with him, those are kind of some some fun ideas you could try. Yeah. And if you d- have decided that it's not working, like it's not right for you, it's not right for your kids, I would just seek a really really great support system and put yourself in a position where you're prepared to like take care of yourself and take care of your kids and have like have some you know like support set up where it will be you know like as smooth of a transition as it could be mm-hmm. and you, you know like you have someone else to fall on or someone else to hold your hand through it yep okay best of luck zoe you got this we love you go get her done because life is short Life's too short to keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. Ash, I feel like that this has been a great podcast. I feel like it's been a good one, Dallin. Okay. You guys go out. Have a great day. We love you. Just make it your life, you know? Gosh, life is short. I've just been pondering that since Kobe Bryant passed with his sweet daughter. Like, all of a sudden, blink of an eye. Life is so short. Yeah. Like just think about what makes you happy, set goals, set a vision and just be working towards something that makes you fulfilled and just give of yourself and just and just love. You know, that's like just what's been yeah, on my like mind you lately. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be in a position where you can, you know, like chase after your dreams. So carve out a life for yourself that you're going to be so excited about and so happy that you lived. Please go give your thoughts in our Facebook group, the Taking Sides Podcast Facebook group. Just go to the page of the Dashleys and the group will be there. Or you can just search the group Taking Sides Podcast Facebook group and it should pop up there. Go join the conversation under the post for this podcast. Thank you guys so much. Man, we love doing this with you. We will talk to you soon.